This is the podcast Blipcast. It is a podcast where in which we blip. And welcome to episode 69 and a half of the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Katie, Lady Lammy's case with the K Mesmer of the 26th page, aka New Little. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, I say 69 and a half, dear listeners, because we're doing a not actual episode episode. Instead, we're going to do that episode we alluded to in the previous episode, 69, where we uh, yell about the new Star Wars movie. We've done this once before with Thor Dark World, I want to say. I think so. And it was just me being frustrated because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Fairly. (laughs) Uh, And also, I have a bit of a rasp and stuffiness to my voice. I've had a gnarly cold or something for like the last week. And I have an occasional cough. And I'm feeling better, though. So that's cool. But yeah, I had to move back some Far Beyond Metal interviews just because I couldn't fucking speak on Friday. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I was bad at Skype because the new Skype, I don't know what you're using. I'm using just the straight up like desktop uh, interface you can download. I don't like the new update. I searched the person's username and it brought up like eight people with matching names, but not matching username. So it wound up being a whole thing because then I, I bailed on the interview. Uh, well, it, I didn't bail on it. <laughs> I fucked up the interview yesterday, and now it's back. Oh. It's back on for Thursday. Yay for little bands. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> <coughs> we're here to whine about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, at this point, how many times have you seen it, Katie? I've seen it twice. Twice. Did you enjoy it the second time? I enjoyed it less. Mm. Actually. You're the, I liked it a the lot one. the first time, though. So, I saw it twice. After, I've seen it three times. After two viewings, I liked it a lot more. The third yeah. viewing made me realize I might have been wrong the second time. Really? Yeah. Well, not like the second completely wrong, but like I saw it again, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that was annoying. Because it just like... Yeah. Watching it a second time, I understood why things were happening. Watching it for a third time, I was able to be like, all right, I know what's happening. I know what all the things are going on. Ugh, that's annoying. <laughs> all right, well, let's get right into all it, right. Then, I guess. So fr- I'm going to start right at the very beginning with something that bothered me. This, okay. The Star Wars universe uh, has like had no respect for how space works. And I, I'm willing to forgive having sound in space, like all the explosions and the guns and whatnot. However, mm-hmm. the whole opening thing with the falling bombs from those bomb things frustrated yeah, me so me much. Too. Like they yeah. open they open the doors and the bombs fall down. No, that they uh, there's no propulsion on. They just should have just floated there. <laughs> but I realize all the ships have like a false gravity in there. Maybe it gets it to the door and then momentum takes over, but that feels like I'm just trying to fill in the blanks and I don't like it. Well, it it wouldn't be momentum. It would be once they hit the um, the actual vacuum of space, they would have to initiate their own like mini propulsion systems, which they lacked. 
Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. They didn't spend a lot of time <laughs> on that section, so I, I think, I think pseudoscience can fill in a, enough for that. I don't know. I say that a lot about a lot of the movie because I do really like it, but it, it's it's bad sci-fi. <laughs> it's really bad sci-fi. It's weird. Like I I have a lot of problems with it, but I am on the like side of like a binary of it. Right. It, it's like. I don't know if it was on a, a one to a hundred. I'm probably like mid sixties for how much I like it, <laughs> which I think is actually higher than its rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not know that. What's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes? It's it's like fifty or something, and oh, like man. the critic score is like in the nineties. And I think somebody came out with a report like no, like acknowledging that and saying, yeah, this is the the biggest disparity between critics and um like regular consumers that there's ever been on any star wars movie so there's that any movie or any star wars movie i think it's any star wars movie i wonder what any movie would be <laughs> critics the room <laughs> <laughs> critics hate the room fans love the room <laughs> yeah i feel like it would be something like that though it would definitely wouldn't be critics love this and you know people Normal people hated it, but yeah, it would have to be an ironic thing. Yeah. Right, but so, anyway, yeah. So um, go ahead. So that part of the movie also really bothered me because they didn't, when they showed the bombs falling, they didn't show them going through the um, the force field that there usually is between a ship and like space, because like you know how when um, when Poe landed his ship to then zoom off into hyperspace with the bigger ship. Yes. Uh, it showed that there was <laughs> that force field, and it didn't show that. So, like, technically, if you're opening the doors for those bomber ships, everybody inside of it would get sucked out along with the bombs. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I have my next <laughs> no note. No continuity. The next note <laughs> is about the vacuum of space not killing everyone. Yeah. Because there's the drums bopping, bopping, the, <laughs> the bombs dropping... Leia freezing but living, which is a whole other conversation. And yeah. then there's like when uh, they bomb the like ship where uh, Poe's running to his X-wing, and like everything just blows to shit, and he gets tossed against the wall. And then like four seconds later, a door closes, like sealing him in there. No, like the explosion should have gone off, disabled the shields, and then sucked him and everyone out, just like Leia was sucked out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of conveniences that are extremely annoying. Uh, um, in that same scene, we're led to believe when we're going into this movie that there are two sister characters that are very important and very strong characters. One is named Paige and the other is Rose. Uh, Paige is in this movie for about 12 seconds and she somehow catches a, uh, a remote and then blows herself up. I don't care about Paige. But I feel like it's a turning point throughout the whole movie that doesn't work for me. I don't see how it's a turning point, though. Like, for me, it's just, oh, yeah, well, you can kind of sympathize with, with Rose because she's lost a family member. We've all lost family members. Like, you assume that they're close, and that's why she's crying when um, you first meet her. But I don't think it was supposed to be like... You really need to feel for Rose, and this is how we're going to do it. I don't think that was it. 
Turning, if it was, that was horrible. <laughs> turning point was the wrong uh, wording. Um, but everything Rose is doing, she's doing for her sister. And the only way you know their sisters is because of their necklace. I don't agree with that. I think Rose is doing it because she actually believes in the resistance. Because everything that she says to um, oh yeah, when she's absent, Finn, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, you're like this awesome dude. I like the resistance, and you know I've had to deal with deserters. Here's an instance of where these people suck because they've been trying to desert. My sister just got blown up, and I'm still here. If I still have a reason to be here, you guys do too. That's all it was. It wasn't like her entire reason for living is her sister. Otherwise, there'd be no fucking movie. <laughs> uh, that necklace is pretty important. It's it's only fairly important. He could have... The DJ could have done that with anything. And it was just a test of loyalty for him, honestly. DJ, DJ. I oh. like him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, my first viewing, I hated that guy. I, oh, I love him. <laughs> but second viewing, I loved him. Yeah, he's great. We're talking Benicio Del Toro, correct? We're talking Del Toro, yeah. 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 Uh, I heard somebody talk about the movie, and they were saying that he's the only actor that makes a personality choice with his character. That's exactly what I said. Everyone else is. (laughs) Was it you? I I may have heard it somewhere else, but like the fact that he has a tick and he's interesting, like when he speaks, is. Yeah, like I get that. Like when I saw it the second time, I'm like, yeah, he's the only one who's not just being like the guy that plays Finn, but louder. Right. Precisely. Um, I think. Yeah, because I think the only other person that does that is Luke. And that's just like a much deeper understanding of his character. Um, everybody else, I think, is is just playing the, the lines that they read. Yeah. Um, even uh, Adam Driver. And I know that like. That hurts my soul as an Adam Driver believer <laughs> um, to say something like that, but I don't, I don't, I don't really buy him. Have you seen um, Inside Lewin Davis? I feel like I've asked you this before. No. It is a movie about a folk singer starring uh, Oscar Isaac, actually, as the titular character Lewin Davis, and mm-hmm. he's like in the New York scene and just trying to get paid for making music, and he winds up taking a gig where he makes like some corporate song and he's just playing guitar on it. And one of the guys singing it, uh, I think it's called Mr. Kennedy. And one of the guys singing it is Adam Driver. And his whole character is just going, (laughs) and it's the first time the two of them are in a movie together. And it's fucking so great looking back on it now. (laughs) I wonder if they do that ever in the dressing room. God, they should. Although they don't like really share scenes together. No, not at all. Oh, there's the one in Force Awakens when he like grabs his head without grabbing his head. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah. That was like five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Probably took two hours to shoot. Of course. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so going back to convenience, the um, the abilities that the Force a- are able to have in this movie were maddening to me. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm willing to... Uh, Notice in like Return of the Jedi when Luke jumps out of that hole, he jumps like twenty feet in the air, and that's the only time he really does that. In this mm-hmm. movie, uh, the Force has the new power to like mind meld people, and then they can talk to each other with just seeing their bodies and not where they are, which makes me wonder: can they see their clothes? And if they can't, 
what what importance was his not wearing a shirt in that one scene? So it makes me think they can wear their, see their clothes, but why not be able to see their surroundings? So a lot of this movie was based on KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, those games. A lot of the Jedi abilities are directly like taken from those games. And I know that they're not canonical to the Star Wars universe anymore, but like splicing that stuff that um, DJ was doing, uh, Benicio del, del Toro's um, character, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, that is directly from KOTOR. Splicing. So, Define. Splicing. Uh, it's like where you go in with um, those little clear... Uh, they the things like, that look like breath mint strips? Y- yeah, those things. That, you stick into a computer, and then all of a sudden <laughs> the computer is hacked magic <laughs> was that I don't a really force understand it. that no that was just a thing in kotor oh, to okay. be like in general like anybody could do something like that okay so um that leads me to believe that a lot of the stuff that the jedi were doing was from those games as well and mind melding and controlling minds is one of those things um now i think the prevailing um opinion about that whole situation between kylo and ray um, was, in fact, I think uh, Snoke actually says this, that he connected their minds. Right. So, so him being a, a master of the Force allowed him to connect two people's minds together who were already Force-sensitive. Um, and Shouldn't that have turned off when he died? It did. It, it did. <laughs> it did. Um, it did not. No, 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 no but it, it did. What I think happened was because there was already a connect, like the connection was was uh, created. I think Kylo or Ray, probably Kylo, because I don't think Ray wants anything to do with him anymore, um, reached out into her mind again because he is extremely powerful. It's just that you never see it because he's always ragey and dumb and like directing his attention to things that are just like physical. He's not thinking about, um, about the way that Luke taught him to interact with the force because he like directly hates it. Cause it's, you know, related to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think that that, that second or that last time that they connected was because of Kylo trying, still trying to control her. <coughs> Sorry, cough there. Uh, no, you're fine. Also, with being convenient, the powers of BB-8s, he can now shoot coins as a projectile. Oh, that's just yeah. That I mean, that whole that whole <laughs> the entire casino world. I appreciated that they tried to give like a cantina sort of thing again. Yeah, that felt like a prequel scene. That entire planet felt like uh, episode two, episode three. Yeah, actually, you know, it felt like episode one because. Those damn deer things are pods, and the slave kids racing them are pod racers. It was the same fucking plot. Well, but it was environmentalism, so it's not really the same plot. That was like... The fact these kids are being enslaved by someone with a gruff voice to race for rich people's, like, entertainment, that's what pod racing is. Well, it's Anakin, they added. Then they added in the fact that they're, like, actual living creatures, and, you know, they've been enslaved... 
like not just children have been enslaved, but animals have been enslaved. And like, I think it's an important point for them to touch on. I don't think they melded it into the story the right way. I also appreciate that the uh, deer things were freed. The kids were not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've got plenty more I can be mad at. What about, what else do you have? I, well, (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, things you like. Let's, let's just, let's just talk it out. Come on. We got this. Things I like. Um, Or anything, whatever. Uh, well, okay, okay. I think most of the main themes that I liked were the fact that they did um, a lot of misdirection, and I legitimately was um, was blindsided by the ending scene with Luke um, projecting himself across the universe. Um, I did not see that coming in the slightest, and like all the rest of the movie, I could pretty easily predict what was going to happen, like three or four scenes from then. Um, so I think they did a really good job with misdirection and um, like uh, uh, layered storytelling. Um, and I I appreciated that they went back to like listening to the environment, um, which is not it's not a heavy theme in the rest of the Star Wars universe. Um, but I like I like it when they do touch on it because like in the last scene when they're in the in the cavern they don't know how the fuck to get out and then they're like oh yeah where the little squeaky things go oh yeah <laughs> they probably know a way out because they're actually wildlife the and crystal then, critters um, as Finn calls them yeah <laughs> right um, and then I liked despite the weirdness of it I actually really enjoyed the little training montage with Ray and Luke. Because it was gross and, like, kind of unnecessary. But at the same time, like, that's the kind of stuff that I like in movies is, like, really unnecessary details. Like, how did they shit? How did they, like, <laughs> do stuff like that? I actually so, I love the islands. I want a whole Planet Earth documentary about that fucking island. The Porgs, the, uh, <laughs> the fucking uh, Keepers or whatever the hell they're called. The yeah. the giant things like just they're just piles of meat that you milk, like <laughs> that was disgusting and unnecessary. Other than the fact that Luke loves blue milk, but I I want to know everything about that island. I want to know about Force Island. Well, yeah, I mean, like I don't I don't think it was ne- unnecessary. I think it's just that we live in a time where we don't get all that extraneous information in movies. So I think it's just weird for people because it's it's unlike other films of um, of the time. I think in the 80s, they did all kinds of stuff like that. Like they had those weird little quips of like, oh, yeah, here's some lore that doesn't have that much to do with anything. But it does show the hardship that Luke had to face in, you know, turning his back on everything. Um, I don't know whatever <laughs> people we... people make fun of that scene all the time and i'm just like well i mean it's not like the worst scene in history like <laughs> it's not the worst scene in this movie the uh... <laughs> okay what is the worst scene? the worst scene in this movie despite my affinity for them is the scene where chewbacca is eating a porg and the porg gives him a sad lip and he decides not to eat it that is so cringeworthy yeah. That also, like, Chewbacca as a whole in this film, 
he should be fueled by revenge. He should be with like Leia trying to figure out how to take out Kylo Ren for killing his friend. Like I get, he probably grew up with with Kylo, or Kylo grew up around him, with him being you know friends with the couple. But he took a shot at Kylo Ren when he killed Han. He's ready for blood, but he's just like in the background driving Ray around, eating porgs, not eating porgs. <laughs> and I just want so much more from Chewbacca in these movies because he's, I don't know, he should be more mad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that scene people, is real bad. It is, but they had to do something Disney, didn't they? Yeah, um, it's a very Disney scene. I, 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 of all the people in this movie, I think Chewbacca is probably one of the only ones who's actually out of character, because <laughs> he, he isn't a follower, as as you've just so eloquently accounted that he is in this movie, and um, the only reason he's like a sidekick to Han is because he really respects Han, and. I don't know. Like after Han dies in the comics, he he like goes out on his own. He's not just like a sidekick for sidekick's sake. So um, you're right. That is something that is like kind of unforgivable. What I feel like could have been an ultimate turn for uh, Kylo as far as like being the ultimate evil in this movie. Like he he didn't kill Leia. It would have been mm-hmm. if he killed Chewbacca. Like, and it's like a rule in movies <laughs> that you don't kill the dog, you save the cat. If he would have killed Chewbacca, I feel like there would have just been like an uprising. At That dude, like the actor would be dead. There would just be like so much rage. And that would have been a great I mean, I guess, but... cinematic thing to do to prove that he's evil. But I'm so like glad and thankful they didn't because I love Chewbacca so much. Yeah, I don't. He wouldn't have any cause to kill Chewbacca. See, I like, I thought Chewbacca's gonna be more pissed and roll into this trying to take him out with like Leia or uh, somebody, and then he'd yeah. take out Chewbacca with other people. But no, he took out he took out Akbar, which was sad. But I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like the way they're like Akbar's dead anyway. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, like, yeah. So that Leia scene. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I. <sighs> I don't know. I, I So I explained it after staring at her fingers twitch. I was like, no, no, no. Are you, are you serious? And then I remembered that she had the beeper on her. And I was like, okay, so she, they're going to bring her. She's going to go back to the ship and then she's going to die. That's the end of it because that makes sense. Um, that's like the only logical way that I can see the force would wake her up. And then she keeps living for some reason. Yeah. Who knows why? <laughs> um, like, when she starts twitching her fingers and her and her it like shows her face and stuff, I was just like, oh god damn it! Are they gonna do what I think they're gonna do? Because she's been force sensitive. She can like sense Luke when he's sad or whatever. Uh, when Han dies, yeah. she kind of feels it, despite Han not having the force. So he I, does though. I, <laughs> that's another argument. Well, but he said that's not how the force works. He he can't force anything. He's just like, no. Okay, that's not it. what it. Despite what Dan says, that's what not what being force sensitive means. So like, there's there's several different ways that you can interact with the force. Like the force affects you, 
but you don't know about it because you are not attuned to it because you don't have the metachlorians or whatever the hell the prequels taught us. And then there's people who are Force-sensitive, like Leia and Han and Poe, who are able to... who are, we'll say, luckier than other people. So they have access to the Force, but not the ability to, like, alter it or to... um, or to push their will into it. And then you have people like Kylo and, and Ray who, um, who are able to put, push their will into the force and alter the world around them. Um, and there's probably more than just that. And it's probably a spectrum, but like, I don't think it's just you do or you don't, that wouldn't make any sense for anything going on in the star Wars universe, because there's no way that, that Han can be as good of a pilot as he is just based on skill. <laughs> like <laughs> that doesn't work that way. See, I, I, I would think there's three versions. There's, you don't have it, you know, it's out there and you can feel shit and then you can do all the powers. So that's kind of always the way I accepted it, but it, yeah. is Finn force sensitive. I haven't really experienced anything other than nothing, nothing. I don't think so. I, I thought he was in the first movie, but after this movie, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he's got anything going on. Uh, I no. think he's, like... Well, I think he's where I would have thought Han was, but I don't think... Like, I personally don't think Han is Force-sensitive. I think he's just good at driving. <laughs> <laughs> also, right, also, like, him and Chewbacca are a team, and they fly together, so I, I feel like maybe Chewbacca's a skilled pilot. Maybe he's Force-sensitive. I mean, that's possible. Like, I think I'm pretty sure I he think, was driving at the end of the movie when Ray was shooting shit. So Chewbacca is yeah. the force sensitive one. If we're going to go with what you're saying. That's true. I don't remember if it's canon. Or, I guess it doesn't matter now, but I can't remember how Wookiees are with the force. Cause I know like certain um, races have greater propensity to like, to be one with the force than others. Um, but I don't remember where Wookiees stand in them. I guess it doesn't really matter though. Cause there's always exceptions, but yeah, he could be a special Wookiee. I mean, he is in my yeah. heart. He definitely is. <laughs> um, going back to, uh, let's not go back to that. Uh, let's Why not? actually, okay. yeah, let's go back to that just a little bit. The whole, um, Luke projecting himself thing. Mm-hmm. So the first time he did it, and he gets stabbed in the chest. I laughed out loud in the theater because I thought it was the dumbest like Luke thing ever. Where he's because he shows up, he's trying to be this badass. He don't he like wipes dust off his shoulder. You're not that guy. You're the whiny little kid from the desert that's obsessed with power converters. You're not a badass. Right. Calm down. Right. So when he takes the lightsaber to the to the chest and like the gut and he's fine, I'm just like no. You're not that badass. You're not that powerful <laughs> bullshit. And then when he reveals he's projecting himself, I got more mad. The second time I'm watching it, I'm noting Kylo doesn't fucking touch him. Like, he, no. does, he doesn't hit him with a lightsaber. He doesn't punch him. Nothing. Except for when he thinks he cuts him in half. But mm-hmm. then my problem with that is when, he talk, when Luke talks to Leia in the cavern or whatever, he hands her those dice and they like hold hands for a second. He get like goes off. I don't think she should be able to feel him or hold those dice. Is she is she aware he's not really there? 
So I've had this conversation a couple times. Weird. Um, there's <laughs> well, not really because I think it is probably one of the the weirdest scenes in the movie. Um, so number one, there's there's two other reasons why Kylo should have noticed that it was a projection. Uh, number one, uh, he is carrying Anakin's <laughs> lightsaber, which was previously destroyed uh, in the duel between um, uh, Kylo and Rey. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when... I want to come back to that duel, by the way. Okay. And when um, Luke moves, he does not affect the salt on the ground. Oh, yeah, you're so right. So Kylo didn't notice either of those things, showing that Kylo is, like, fucking insane with rage. Yeah. I, um, I buy that. Because he's actually very observant. Observant? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So there's that to consider when you're when you're looking at the scene. Now... As far as him being able to affect Leia. Oh, and Kylo, because uh, Kylo picks up those dice and they clink and then they disappear. And then they disappear. So I think <coughs> it could be something like um, and they disappear after Luke is dead as well. So I don't really know how to explain that. But um <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> that actually throws a chink in, in what I was saying. But anyway, okay, so, ooh, wait. Mm, that word. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was what that was. Okay, anyway. Um, so one explanation is that when Luke first projected himself onto the planet, his projection was strong so strong that he could affect other people because he actually kisses Leia's forehead. Right. Um, now, and then, it, and then it wanes as it goes through. Cause like toward the end when he disappears in front of Kylo, he's like shaking and shivering and then he passes out. So that's, that's one possibility. Another one is that it was, it was a tentative thing to begin with. And, um, Perhaps the only thing that tied him to that space was, in fact, the the um, <coughs> the little dangly thing with the on on Han's ship, the dice. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, that really bothers me now. That like might ruin the movie for me. Can I tell you my theory on that scene? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Leia knew. Leia knew it wasn't really him and was just like fine with it. She got to have some closure with him and talk to him. So she took the dice as this like gesture, which I mean, if your former lover's like weird uh, keepsake that has never been mentioned since the time it was barely in a new hope was handed off to you'd hold on to that. She fucking just leaves it because she knows it's not real. Yeah. So that's fair. So she sees him. She's like, Oh, you're doing that cool parlor trick. You, you can do <laughs> Because you think she'd be able to feel that he's not really there if well, she's yeah. so Force-sensitive and can fly around and shit. So if I'm willing to accept that she is as powerful as she now is, then she should know that's not Luke. I mean, he should... Yeah. Kylo also should, but like you said, he's so blinded with rage. He sends all the ships after the Millennium Falcon because it's his dad's ships, and he's just blinded by, like, kill that thing, kill that symbol of my father. And, oh, there's that guy, I think. I'm going to go kill him and can't get over the, the part where he's mad and angsty. 
So right. she's being rational. He can't be, so he doesn't notice. Yeah. Actually, I think that explains it pretty well. <coughs> that It could also be that she, like, transfers her force energy so that um, in, into the dice so that Kylo then finds it. Is that a thing? Transferring force energy from someone to something? Well, I mean, like, being able to, to make sure, like... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know that she'd actually be able to do that, though, because she doesn't ever have control over the Force. It's like, even when she, like, awakens from death in space, I think that's just the Force moving through her. I don't think that's her having the will to live. <laughs> uh, another theory on her whole space awakening thing. Uh, either Kylo or Luke saved her. Because even though Luke closed himself off to the Force, like, well... I guess it couldn't be him. It could have been Kylo, like, pushing her back in or something. Because he decides not to kill her, but then one of the other guys shoots at her thing and she goes out into space. So, that could be it, but it's never touched on, and I hope it never is, because that's also cheesy. No, but I kind of like it. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people who, like, really appreciates the Kylo Ren character and the the tension between the light and the dark side, but... I don't know. All right. Here's, I like the idea of it, but who knows? <laughs> here's something I really liked about the movie. I loved okay. the character development of Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah. Like, I like them becoming the... Like, I explained this to Katie, and I can't not see it now. They are, to the Force, what Magneto and Professor X are to mutants. They're, yeah. they're fighting for the same cause, but they're on different like wavelengths about it. Because, like... Kylo wants to bring the end of the Jedi or whatever. That's his version of balance. Ray wants to like, I don't know, not kill people. <laughs> Professor X. Yeah, I mean <coughs> But I like I don't think Ray is smart enough to have that kind of a an end game though. I think it's just, oh, there's bad guys. I should kill them. Like, I'm pretty sure that's as far as it goes for her. Uh Kylo definitely has an endgame, and I'm not really sure what it is, because when he was... Back to that fight. Do you want to go over that now, or shall we wait until we're done with this segment? Uh, the fight? Oh, <laughs> really, the fight? All I wanted to talk about was the lightsaber. Well, I mean, Snoke sucks, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> the, the lightsaber thing where they're trying to... Where they're fighting over who's going to take it, and it's floating in between them. Yeah. What what I fully expected to happen was that she would turn on the lightsaber, it would stab him through the hand, and the legacy of Skywalkers or whatever is not having a fucking hand would continue. <laughs> and then it didn't turn on, it ripped in half, it was fine. I was just like, I mean, that would have kind of been funny too. Yeah. Because then, oh no, his his uh, uncle doesn't have a hand, his grandfather doesn't have a hand. Now he doesn't have a hand. He's just as that bad as all of them. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. Probably a throne of fit. Well, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But then he couldn't let go of his past, Daniel. <laughs> uh, other than the fight, like, I thought the whole killing of Snoke was kind of clever, but also I saw it coming with the turning of the lightsaber and everything. Oh, yeah. But, yeah Snoke, I liked it. Snoke just sucks. Like, I want him, I want him to be cooler. Like, it made me appreciate Palpatine. Because Palpatine <laughs> was just, like, a weird, like pile of laundry that like convinced Darth Vader to do shit but at least he had like some mystique to him 
movie one snowhead mystique is he gigantic is he normal size is he just like yoda size projecting himself no he's like seven foot tall but he's just sort of this gross dude yeah i think so last time i talked i think it was like off the podcast but i think i talked about how Ryan Johnson got signed for three more movies after after this end of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are all going to be about Kylo Ren. And so we'll get the full story of Snoke and the full story of Phasma and the, the Knights of Ren and all that stuff. Um, I'm hoping at least that's what he signed up for because he does. He is in love with Kylo Ren. But that's, that's too many movies about Kylo Ren. No, it's just the right amount. <laughs> He's in other movies, Katie. You can see him. I love him. <laughs> and his weird bird face and his fucking terrible fighting stance where he's just like hunched over like a goddamn hunchback. Because he's really tall. <laughs> yeah, like when he squares off with Luke, like his stance is so funny. Well, he I, I he's think... like bends over to 90 degree angle and he's like charges forward like a bull. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think that just has a lot to do with the fact that he's the worst kind of Sith. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, what was I saying though about the fight? Uh, you, t- I was talking about Snoke and how he sucks. And then you mentioned that. So no, I know, but like it was <coughs> right before I asked, did you want to go over the fight thing right now or wait until the end of the conversation? Uh, we were talking about end games and yeah. So when, when he talks to Ray about like, Hey, Let's go run off together and make babies, which is almost exactly what he said. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> I think um, he said younglings, but whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, I. It seems like he seemed very genuine about that, but it could also just be me wanting to believe him, being that really sad woman who would fall prey to his... Um, Weird abs, I don't square want to say body. charms, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, that that seemed genuine. And then, like, I brought that up to Dan, and he's like, no, he's just trying to use her. So I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess, but... You know what? I feel like he wouldn't say something like that unless, like, yeah, he wants to use her, but for that purpose. I'm with you. I believe him. I think, yeah. I think like Magneto... He thinks his version of the truth is the real one, and the fact that she didn't go with him broke his heart a little bit, because right. he's also a really emotional dude. Yeah, I think that's why he got so fucking crazy, is because she said no. Like, she rejected him, and that was the last straw. Well, like, he... And now he's shooting up the school. <laughs> <laughs> in his... That's what he is, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he just needs a trench coat. Yeah. Uh, in his head, he turned for her, and she didn't. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that makes sense to me because he killed his master and then she's just like, all right, cool, we can help him. He's like, no, I thought we were doing something else. <laughs> your mom's yeah. up there. Don't you want to hang out with your mom? <laughs> My mom's lame. Um, <laughs> you touched on this other group of movies where they go into Phasma's backstory. Uh, past guest on the show, Mixtape Majesty, and I were talking about Phasma. She hates Phasma. She hates Snoke. She doesn't think they're worthy of being in the movie at all. And I said, like, I think Phasma would be really cool to, like, dig deeper on because as a character, she has done something cool. 
she's yeah. a woman leading the stormtroopers. There's some backstory there that's fucking rad, but the fact that they yeah. can't get into it or her as a character is frustrating. But then I realized Ooh. she's just Boba Fett. Boba Fett <laughs> doesn't do anything. He just looks cool. And she's serving that purpose. And that makes me sad. I mean, I I guess, but in the Clone Wars, which are canon, um, he does have, well, sort of. Because, like, all of the clones are of him, right? So right. you kind of get aspects uh, of, They're his like, dad. They're Jango. He's they're Jango? Yeah, he's a clone of Jango Fett. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I don't know, but, like, Fuck. I guess I'm just kind of equating all Mandalorians to all Mandalorians, so <laughs> that's just me being racist. Not all Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> this one has an episode title. Write it down. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, there's got to be other ways for them to do I know that there are comic books about Phasma and her whole backstory. There's so. an entire novel now. I saw it in a bookstore yeah. last week. I might check it out because I'm really curious. Yeah. I am too. She seems interesting. Terrifying, but interesting. Also, I just love that actress. She's great in Lord of the... Uh, not Lord of the Rings. Wow. I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> She's great in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so you've just kind of been rebutting things I have. What What else do you have like that you like, you don't like, whatever? So the Holdo Poe <laughs> scene, I feel like that just could have been its own movie because it took up so much... And it was so just like, I don't know. I guess each part of it could have been their own movie, to be quite frank. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't like how they didn't introduce Holdo before that moment. Like they should I have said. I was so mad about that. Yeah, they should have at least said at the beginning of the movie, like when they got on the ship, like, oh hey, Admiral Holdo, how are you today? Right. Anything. And then later been like, hey, so this is your commanding officer now better pay her respects and then Poe says something that some people construed as being um, sexist but I didn't see it as that because um, he's like oh that's the admiral from blah 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 didn't expect that I and mean, then people took that his boss be... is already a woman and he hella respects Leia <laughs> I think he's in love with Leia actually oh yeah um... but uh, like, yeah, Holdo, initially when, in the first viewing, I hated her. I didn't believe it. Because, yeah, like you said, she shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, second viewing, I bought it a little more. Um, I was willing to accept her role and what she was doing. And, you know, knowing the plan going into it, it, it kind of changes right. how you view it. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it still kind of is annoying. It, I feel like she should have been in the next movie. Maybe Leia should have stayed on the ship. And then, you know, they can slowly write off all the original cast like they seem to want to do anyway. Well, they kind of have to. They're getting old now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, the guy playing Chewbacca isn't Peter Mayhew in this movie. They could just put somebody else in the robot suits in Chewbacca and call it good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Han being or Han being killed off, Luke being killed off, Carrie Fisher dying made yeah. it to where they kind of put a button in all of them. Yeah. Um, can I spout an uh, unpopular opinion I feel like I have about this movie? Sure. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is not a good actress. 
Oh, she's totally not. Nobody from the original, like, even... You know who I love, though? I loved Luke. I don't like, like, Mark Hamill as a physical human actor. He's a great voice actor. <laughs> no, no. He's a fantastic voice actor. Metalocalypse is the Joker. He's amazing. When he is in front of a camera, he's so stiff. But when he's, like, yelling at Ray to, like, do shit and train her, basically just being Yoda, I loved it. And I don't like Luke as a character. But Oh, I fucking hate Luke as a character. But Leia um, was so just stiff. Like, when she, like, she... <laughs> tells Luke not to talk because it's been so long, she's like, oh, yes, it, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's just so just deadpan. Yeah, I mean... You do have to kind of think about what she was going through, though. <laughs> we didn't know that at the time. No, but it, yeah. I mean, that also lends itself to, yeah, she can't even act through that. But <laughs> See, but what I, I likened it to was Harrison Ford in The Force Awakens. Spare a few lines, he was phoning in so hard. He yeah, want, he fucking he was horrible in that. He doesn't like that role. Carrie Fisher's been on record as not liking playing Princess Leia. They had to pay them a fuck ton of money. Yeah. She could have just been phoning in too. Because I asked Katie, yeah. Katie Bear, who's read all her books and is like in love with Carrie Fisher as a person, like one of her idols growing up. She's like, yeah, she didn't really do much acting after the late 80s. She did some, she mostly did writing both of like novels and memoirs and scripts and stuff, but like she doesn't go on the camera much. And I feel like it shows. Yeah, for sure. it does. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think the acting in those movies was good. Um, just generally speaking, I went back and watched them because I had never seen them before. I that's what what I did in France because that's what you do in France apparently uh -huh. is go watch <laughs> English movies. But um, I didn't think any of the acting was good. So when it came to fucking Phantom Menace, it was basically the same thing for me. Um, I mean, granted, it was better cinematography, and that's why it stood out so much. Um, but, yeah, no, the acting wasn't good. <laughs> like, in any Star Wars movie, that's just that's just how it is. And I think that's probably why it doesn't bother people so much that, like, Finn is just Finn and doesn't have any weird tics or, like, anything to distinguish him as a character. He's just the guy who screams and goes, Woo! when he's in <laughs> ships. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> that really bothered me. He did it twice in this movie, and I wanted to scream. Things that bothered me but. all three times were when they say "need a lift." That felt so <laughs> weird and forced and bad. Like uh, Del Toro says it, and then Rose says it, and it's just like, ugh. You guys don't have to say that. You're not. You're yeah. not. You're not Anakin trying to get somebody in your weird yellow ship at the end of Phantom Menace. <laughs> you don't have to be that kid. Or, like, all right, this is, like, a weird gripe of my own that is related to Poe. He says some words that don't exist in this canon. He says hell twice. Really? He does. And he also, he might say bitch. Like, son of a bitch. If, or... Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Which, like, I'm the only person I've mentioned that to that just seems like that's weird. Because to, in to introduce the word hell is to introduce the concept of hell, which is to which introduce, introduce Christianity. Christianity. Right. Yeah. So, what the hell? 
Is there so a... bitch? Bitch is fine because I think bitch probably would be a thing. It might not have the same like origination as far as it is a female <laughs> dog, but I'm sure like that. The context of that probably could originate the same way, but yeah, hell is a problem. Yeah, and it's like that's weird. I don't like that. I was so taken out by it because I always joke about like. What language is the common language of the Star Wars universe? Is, right. it, is it called English or is it, I don't know, some other language that happens to be English? I want to know, like, legitimately. But yeah. uh, them to say hell, I was like, you guys, you can't do that. That, that Yeah, like right. I said. Um, something I really... That's bad writing. Oh, that makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making you more mad about this movie. Uh, what made you like it less the second time? Um, I think it. I think a lot of it had to do with I was trying to figure out why other people didn't like it. So I was viewing it through a well. There's got to be something wrong with this lens, and therefore I I just like generally enjoyed it less. It seemed more choppy when I was looking at it from that from that viewpoint. Um, but like I, the first time I watched it, I was very much swept away in everything because it was all new and it was it was a different formula from the rest of the fucking Star Wars formulas <laughs> and like I don't know like all the callbacks to the other movies I didn't care about I wasn't paying any attention to because they don't mean anything to me so like it <laughs> they didn't have that that grindy annoying feeling for me so I don't know I think that's probably one of the reasons why I enjoyed it um, a lot of the things that they threw in to be tropey didn't feel tropey um, but the second time I watched it I it was just an overall sort of, it was annoying. I caught all the things that they did. Not all the things, obviously. You caught all the things that were actually wrong with the movie, but um, things felt more out of place the second time watching it just because I was thinking about it like, oh, there's got to be a reason all these people don't like it. And I don't actually agree with that. I think people are just being whiny babies <laughs> because it's, they it's didn't a, get what they wanted. It's a movie for nerds and not... And the nerds are fucking vocal, so they're not going to be happy. Like, I'm willing to accept that this is not my favorite Star Wars movie. However, it probably lie in the middle for me. And the more I think about it, the more I appreciate it. Because it is different, like you said. It doesn't follow the formula. And one thing I really, really like about it is I have no idea where the next film's going to go. Yeah. Like going into this one, I had a bunch of ideas of what would happen and maybe three of them happened. Like the whole fight with uh, Kylo and Ray, Luke training her and basically just being Yoda and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But like right now, I don't I don't know what's next because yeah. the resistance is like two dozen people sitting in the Millennium Falcon. Kylo's fucking pissed. They have to figure out a way to like work with Carrie Fisher's death. I, I, like, I have no questions. I'm just ready for whatever the next step of the ride is. For sure. I just realized, uh, you know that scene where Yoda, like, sets fire to the tree I had, on the island? I had a note that I was mad about that, but I decided to go buy it. I'm really mad about so, that. So, why are you mad about that? Because uh, he's a force ghost using lightning, and lightning is A, reserved for the Sith, and B, sort, Sith, or force ghost can't, shouldn't be able to do anything. No. So the lightning, that's, there was already a storm brewing, one. Two, uh, he's not shooting it out of his hands, so he's not, he's not conducting himself as a force of evil. 
So he's not dark side. No, I'm not saying Three. he's dark side. I'm <laughs> saying that's the force accommodating the story's needs into doing whatever the fuck they want. So now he can shoot lightning. It's the same way that now he can. I feel, he's not shooting lightning. I he's feel calling like, it from the clouds. That feels like the same thing to me. It's not at all. All right, what's your point? Sorry, sorry. That's using atmospheric pressure <laughs> to set fire to something because he fucking wants to laugh at Luke. And since okay. when can the Jedi control weather? <laughs> since they became ghosts and Yoda. All the ghosts is now do is stand ghost. in the back, okay? The ghosts stand up to the side and they nod like approvingly. Look, That's all they've ever Yoda done since Jedi. Hasn't been dead before, so you can fuck right off. <laughs> Yoda was dead at the end of Jedi. He shows up as a Force ghost, he nods twice, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, well, he didn't give a shit about Luke then, and he's just been, like, spying on Luke like creepy Santa, and now he's just like, Luke. So I think, listen, Yoda <laughs> helps Luke commit suicide. Yeah, I'm cool with that. How fucked up is that? <laughs> <laughs> He burns the tree because Luke still <laughs> thinks that the books are in there. And those right. are like the only things that are tying him to the island. So he's just like, you know what, Luke? I'm going to set your fucking books on fire. So he sets them on fire. And now Luke has absolutely nothing to live for. So now he can go like play his part in making Kylo mad. <laughs> what made... <laughs> and then... <laughs> like, did Yoda talk to Rey and was like, hey, take those books. I want to fuck with this guy. Because like, why did she steal the books? <laughs> No, I think she stole the books because she knew that Luke wasn't going to train her because he's a lost cause. I think Ray is like, he, she's like street smart, but she's real fucking dumb. <laughs> she's she's real fucking dumb. Can can she read though? She's like an abandoned orphan who raised herself in the desert. Why can she read? I don't think she can, but Leia can read. She can learn to read. Yeah, I mean, at this point, she'd probably pick, pick something up, but I don't know. Those books seem dense. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some questions that I had about this movie. Uh, when they tell the bat, the initial like fight between Luke and Kylo, the flashback scene that they tell three fucking yes. times, they mention, I think the third time, that Kylo runs off with all the other Jedi that he spared. Where the fuck yeah. are those people? That's the. Those are the knights. Of, well, I think those are the knights of Ren. So mm. what I think happened was. Um, he was training with Luke along with all these other apprentices and um, Snoke caught wind of it and was like, hey, you, you, the one who's most <laughs> attuned to the dark side, you who has a, a vast amount of rage and, and, and fucked upness in your head because you got sent away by your mother and your father who didn't love each other but still made you and then threw you away because you were scary to them or something. Um, you, I'm going to pick on you. How about I train you in the ways of the dark side and how much power you're missing out on by like listening to this old codger who doesn't have a hand and likes to talk to robots. Um, so that's Kylo. And then Kylo taking that probably was talking to some of the other apprentices. Um, and then when, when Luke tried to kill him, sensing that this was going on, uh, and he, like, overreacted and he tried to... Well, he didn't try and kill Luke. <laughs> he defended himself, made it look like he tried to kill Luke. And then 
went and told all the other apprentices, the apprentices who didn't believe him because they like didn't like his dark side or whatever he killed. And then the ones that were kind of on his side to begin with, he ran off with to form the Knights of Ren is my theory. <coughs> but I didn't read that book, so I don't actually know. But again, they're not canon, so whatever. <laughs> whatever they tend to do with it. Uh, what is there for Poe to do in the next one? Uh, I feel touch like, Leia's hand again. Yeah, I feel like Poe didn't have anything to do in this one, so they forced the like weird thing with him and uh, whatever her <laughs> name is. So uh, now he's just like, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to be a pilot somewhere else now. I I've well, heard, no, I, th I, I think that Poe is going to be um, a replacement Leia. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I feel like he'll wind up captaining the ship, and that'll be his role. Yeah. Uh, like, I've also heard the next one's going to take place a ways in the future, probably to address no Carrie Fisher and, like, maybe put her character in, like, a, a home somewhere or <laughs> in, like, a happy island where she doesn't have to worry about anything. Like, she'll retire or something. They'll make up some bullshit. Like, you can just, like, opt out of being in the resistance now and not be yeah. killed. Um, no, because I think that they've... I, that's what everybody says, but I don't believe that for a second. I think... I think it's probably going to be, like, a small continuation because I think that they were still filming when she died. So I think they have some scenes of her for this next movie. And then I think there will probably be a chop, like a, an intermission sort of thing, where there's going to be a time skip. Because I don't think... Like, the movie ended in a weird place that I don't think they can just time skip right now because there's still stuff, like... I mean, I guess they could, but it would be really bad writing <laughs> it would make me very unsatisfied <laughs> they can't do it because katie lady Lomies will be mad yeah um yeah. a question i have is how much is the love triangle between finn rose and ray going to ruin the next movie i think quite a bit i agree um i'm not i don't really understand the whole i don't know what they're doing with the romances i get the feeling that Ray is going to be um, like asexual and aromantic. No, she might not be aromantic because I think she, she, well, I don't know. She really loves Finn, but they've never kissed. They've hugged. And and, uh, she kissed him on the head at the end of the first That's one. not a kiss. I know, Daniel. but his mouth had a weird mask over it, didn't it? Or am I wrong? That, I don't think so he might have but like the point being though like she had like three opportunities in that movie to kiss him on the lips she never went for it so and and at the end when they see each other again <coughs> when, uh, when she blasts open the rocks yeah there's no fucking way if if she were actually interested in him she would have kissed him so i don't think i don't think that she's about a relationship even at, at least at this point in time because she's been so burnt by other people that she probably doesn't like she probably can't conceptualize being with somebody like that i guess um i think she understands like what babies are and everything but like i don't it, it wouldn't make sense i guess for her to be romantically interested in anybody my theory of it is Rose and Finn wind up together because Finn thinks Ray is into Poe. Because at the end, she introduces oh. herself Poe. 
because at the end of the last jedi she introduces himself to her and they just like have this like quick meeting thing i feel like that's supposed to plant a seed so finn gets over ray winds up with rose hooray they're happy here's one of my hopes for the next movie pose gay <laughs> yeah and he loves finn right he loves finn he's mad about that she ray is mad about <laughs> finn everyone's mad at finn so Ray uses her rage that she's feeling from being rejected, and that's what she uses to finally defeat Kylo Ren. For some reason, that winds up fueling her, and it winds up being some bullshit movie that doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but it's <laughs> but but it winds up being some uh, nonsense fuel for her. I don't well, no, want that, that yeah. but it could probably. You can't have that though. You can't have that literally because if if she defeats Kylo Ren with rage. Then there's no balance in the in the force. <laughs> Aha, but then she takes over as the new Sith Lord. I've got nothing here. I, <laughs> I, I've, I don't know. I'm probably still high on cough drops. I've had way too many today. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I was spouting that whole like train of thought, I'm like, this doesn't work. I don't like this either. No, I think I, I do find it interesting, though, that everybody is in love with Finn. Because they do seem to all be in love with Finn. Like, oh, I mean, pose where it's at. Like... <laughs> I agree. I hope they get together. Um, it's kind of awkward about Rose, though, because I do like Rose, but I don't. I don't think he likes her. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> that kiss was not consensual. Uh, when the I big agree. explosion happened, he was like, "Oh, that's cool, I guess." And then she passed out. He's like, "Uh, well, I can't leave you here because <laughs> that'd be bad. Awkward. That'd be yeah. worse. So I'm going to take you with me." Yeah. But then, like, Ray sees them, like him checking on her, and she's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. Whatever." And plays it cool, but I feel like she's sad about it. You know, well, maybe... I think she she's probably like, who the hell is this chick? <laughs> yeah, like, I've never yeah. seen her in my life before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have hopes for the next movie. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to touch on before we kind of wrap this up? Because our last mini episode did not go an hour. This one's gone an hour three. Uh... <laughs> I'm not saying like, hurry up, chop, chop. I'm just like, hey, is there anything else you want to touch on? How do you feel about the shirtless scene? I don't get it. Like it was, it was. It seemed like it was there for one shitty joke about like, can you put a shirt on? And then he doesn't respond to that. Like, why isn't he wearing a shirt? Like I said, I said earlier, the force mind mind melting thing. They can see the surroundings of each other. I kind of thought they'd be able to see each other's like essence or aura or something. But the fact that she can see him without a shirt ruins that so they can see each other when they're clothed or not so right. i don't know it doesn't feel like a necessary thing i appreciate the memes that have come from it <laughs> right um how do you feel about the I, shirtless scene i mean i loved it but i'm biased so <laughs> uh i think i mean i read this on tumblr so you know throw it away because it means absolutely nothing but it's um, in the garbage yeah they Somebody determined that it was about making Ray uncomfortable, like that was Kylo's purpose, or Snoke's purpose when he connected their minds at that moment, was to make Ray uncomfortable, um, and and to put Kylo in a position of power because Ray is uncomfortable in that situation. Um, that's gross. But I mean, like, yeah, I think that's the only way that it really makes sense because 
like, or it was like some sort of misdirection where like, oh, they were thinking about each other at that moment in time. Um, and Kylo doesn't ever do anything he's asked. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that explanation because it it makes it seem like he was trying to write a well, but at the same time, like I do kind of like the theory based on the fact that Ray is very much rejecting the idea of of Kylo, like you are a forceful man um basically imposing yourself on the entire galaxy and I am resisting that. Um, which, which I, I really appreciate her as a character, uh, and I appreciate what she stands for. Um, that's another reason why I think like she should be asexual, but that's neither here nor there. I I would like for Ray to not have any romantic interests. I think that would do the story a lot better. And I would like for her, I would like for her parents to never be talked about again. I, don't, I agree. I don't want to find out they're actually Han and Leia. I don't want to find out she's like Obi-Wan's <laughs> granddaughter. I want it to be done. I want Kylo to tell the truth that she was sold for beer money, and that's a full stop. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I don't think that's going to happen, though, and that bums me out. No. And it, it, I'm happy you brought that up because that's one of the biggest things that uh, people have brought up about that movie is that they're they're excited to hear about what, you know, like what who Ray's parents actually are as if, like, that couldn't be possible and it just makes me so mad because it's like you're rejecting the entire idea that like you can just become great even if like nothing around you is and I think that that's a really strong and important theme for people to latch on to like even though it's like basically impossible in like today's world I think it's I think it's important that it still can happen and you still find a way if like that's what you really want to do and if that's really what what needs to happen because her entire like Ray's entire purpose and uh like calling in life is just to be fucking different or something like like when she goes and talks to the mirror she's like I don't know she's very much just like a girl on Tumblr. Like (laughs) I am nobody. I want to be somebody. And that's what drives me. That's the only reason I ever left Jakku. That's (laughs) the only reason I ever did anything on Jakku. That's why I put that weird ass helmet on my head in the first movie and why I went and saved BB eight. Um, which by the way, they never came back to the fact that she knows other languages and that sort of bothers me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, Um, I think Luke does too, but eh. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope you're yeah. right. I like your 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 response to that, like, because her working for this thing makes a lot of sense. But also, like in the Star Wars universe, uh, uh, a powerful Jedi coming from nothing has happened before. It was Anakin. He exactly. Like, he just Jesus his way into his mother, but like, <laughs> like he he you know theoretically she could have slept with somebody and he is the child of that and he just happened to have force powers i'm i'm fine with that being ray i am super on board for that and i want that like i want that to be it i like your version also but like some vert some combo of that either one i don't want her to be offspring of somebody important unless i don't either unless it's lando (laughs) yeah that'd be kind of cool that would explain any force powers but whatever yeah, but I mean, if Lando were going to impregnate 
someone, it would be somebody with force powers, right? Because he only goes for the best. <laughs> of course, if you were to try and impregnate anyone, he would realize that he couldn't impregnate Han because they're actually lovers. <laughs> that has been confirmed by Billy D. Williams. Really? Well, confirmed is a strong word, but at the end of Jedi, <laughs> I guess uh, Lando is wearing Han's clothes, and somebody asked oh. him about that, and his like, or I saw this was at uh, the Wizard World thing that was in Sacramento. Uh, Billy D. Williams' handler person said, you know, it's Han's ship, so he just put on whatever he could find, and then Billy D. was like, or the answer I like to give that they were lovers. So as far as I'm concerned, that's canon. Uh, yeah, so I like that. <laughs> it, it, like, I, I have a feeling uh, Kylo was adopted because that's probably like uh, Lando and Han is probably what split up Leia and Han. I just wrote a whole better movie. I want to see the like yeah. the couples movie of Han and Lando, just when they're bickering about drapes. I mean, that might be in the new Solo movie. Oh, uh, yeah, with, uh, with fucking <laughs> Donald Glover. I just read the, like, plot synopsis, and I'm super on board. It's I am so excited for it. It's just Have hit. you seen the trailer for... Sorry, go. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, have you seen the trailer for Obi-Wan? No, I didn't know there was a trailer for Obi-Wan. Oh, I'm so excited. It's He's, like, on a, a fucking vision quest, and I am so excited. He's, like, he's sent by Yoda to go find... I think it's... Is this um, real? Yeah. Yeah, like, go look for it. All I mean, right. probably not right now, but, like, as soon as we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because, like, I, felt, I thought they didn't even start on that because I didn't, I didn't think they had a, uh, an Obi-Wan because they just kept talking about how that one dude might come back to do it. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he is. What? Okay, we're going to stop recording now, and you're going to go watch it no, while no. I go pee, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about it. All right, you go pee. <laughs> I have literally one more thing to talk about. Go pee, though. I'm going to find this. At that point. All right, so... I googled the trailer you mentioned and all the ones I found were the same one and their description varied from fan made to concept to just not a real deal. The footage of, of Ewan McGregor is from another movie. I don't know what movie it is. And all the other footage is recycled from Last Jedi and the prequels. Uh, the concept seems cool. I just kind of skimmed through it, but it, it seems cool. I, it's not legit, but it's fine. Hold on. <coughs> is it the one that has this like long journey music and ends with uh, the logo in gold? The, literally, what the fuck? You could put okay. You could put it's Lucasfilm called... in front of anything. Hold on. Can you hear that? What? I just started the. No. Okay. Hold on. Um, pretty sure this is a legit one, so I'm going to send you the link to this. All right, I'm going to look at it and see if it's the same one I watched, which was not legit. <laughs> oh, hey, I got a link. Oh, this is weird. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, this is not real. But it... Look at the last word. The last word is concept. Meaning this is a concept trailer, like a concept piece of like uh, art or like uh, a building or a car or something. Like a concept car is just an idea. <laughs> like a concept car is an idea for uh, a car that they're probably not going to make because it's super crazy and expensive or something. Uh, I feel like this is the same thing. This is not legit. I'm sorry. 
But uh, you but can... Dan showed me this. He can't lie to me. He could also be mistaken, but I don't think uh, Ewan McGregor has been signed on for that movie yet. But in the latest pictures of him, he looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Uh, you can just have a beard and be like <laughs> a normal person, you know? No, you can't! <laughs> I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, I got passed up. <laughs> <coughs> Whatever. Yeah, the last Fuck. thing... Uh, I found some article from the ninth from some Star Wars obsessed website uh, that says there's a lot of talk. I'd be happy to play him, but I don't know anything more than you. And that's from January 9th. Uh, so I, I don't like I, I said, I don't think that movie's in production yet. So. Whatever. Makes me sad. OK, well, what was the last thing you were going to say? Uh, the last thing I <laughs> wanted to say is my hope for the next one. Because, like, okay. I've already said I'm excited that I don't know where it's going. Uh, one thing that really bothered me about the end of Last Jedi is something I hope they never come back to. The okay. very, very last scene. The kid sweeping. Okay. I, I don't want to see that kid again. I agree. I like the idea that the Force can exist on its own out in the wild, and you don't know about it, and it just flourishes on its own. Yes, I, have... I want them to do away with the idea of midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> So I because when Star Wars gets involved with children, it gets rough, as the prequels have shown us. And I don't I don't trust them to have another leading child who's not going to be awkward now that they're introducing like Finn going woohoo and hey need a lift and yeah. now they're introducing all that shit back in. I feel like we're going to get back into the dark times and it's not going to work out. <laughs> so I don't want that kid mentioned again he sweeps he has force powers maybe in some movie like 12 years he's touched on again by like like reference in something whatever i don't want to see him again that is my last hope for the next movie i feel that um i agree with that there's a long pause and, and here comes the butts well, okay, so my concern is that people are not going to feel the same way as you because of things like Stranger Stranger Things and all these things that are coming out with kids that can actually act. Um, however, there's also the fact that I think the next movie is going <laughs> to suck balls anyway because J.J. Abrams is doing it, and he just sucks. So um, I, I will never forgive him for what he did to Star Trek, um, just gonna throw that out there and so anything that he does in the future whether or not it's actually good i'm just gonna hate uh i didn't hate <laughs> well here's the thing uh mixtape majesty also shares your your anger about jj abrams i don't really get it because i thought the first star trek movie was fine i don't care about star trek um well that's your problem okay no i you realize. don't care about it so you don't care <laughs> but am i mistaken that jj abrams was the guy behind lost Oh, uh, probably, but I didn't watch it. So Lost is one of my favorite things ever, and I'm pretty sure he was the dude. Um, right. So I, he's in like good standing with me, and I, like the further away I get from the Force Awakens, the less I like it. But it, <laughs> it like created it welcomed me back to a universe that felt like it was being done right, and the universe itself was still working for me with the what's his name Rain something. That's Ryan Johnson. That's Ryan Johnson. The guy who just did the last movie. <coughs> right, right. I know that, but like JJ did the Force Awakens, correct? Yeah. And I'm fine with this other guy taking the universe as a whole and making it work in the way that the prequels didn't work for me. 
the prequels feel bad. JJ planted the seeds for a universe that feels good again. And I and Ryan Johnson did the same thing. And to have JJ back, I'm fine with that. I feel like he's going to try and undo the weird things that seem to go against what he was planting the seeds for in the first one that Ryan Johnson like kind of undid. Like uh I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Snoke and like Phasma and stuff. I feel like he's going to try and bring back Phasma cuz fire doesn't burn through the suit or something. Uh Yeah, I I was thinking that was going to be a thing. Yeah. Like and because like she has like the little pierce in her helmet. She's going to have like a burn scar over one eye or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think that'll be stupid, but I'll also be kind of okay with that because I think that's <laughs> neat. Um, so you, you hate JJ for Star Trek. Uh, yeah. yeah. I get that as someone who, you know, I'm sure there's some property of, that I would care about that somebody would ruin. I would hate them forever. Yeah. I mean, like, I do you like Lost because of the direction or do you like Lost because of the script? Um... <laughs> well, it's a TV show, so the direction is different probably every episode. He's just a producer on it. And he was a producer on the for on uh, Last Jedi. Like his well, name comes up like fifth or something. Okay, but I'm I'm just saying like you can't give credit to a producer for products. You can say that, "Oh yeah, well, it only exists because they gave money to it." But <laughs> it wasn't their creation. <laughs> so right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't... Honestly, I couldn't tell you who directed which Star Wars movie better. They all feel the same to me direction-wise. They all feel like they're being done by George Lucas's hand, even though he's not involved anymore. I don't care who directs the next one. I like J.J.'s stuff in Lost, and I don't know why people are mad about it, I guess is, like, my thesis on him. I did not like the Force... I did not like the direction of The Force Awakens because it was just like <coughs> 4, 5, and 6. And I did, I like, I want something different in a movie when I watch one. I don't want to feel like, oh, I'm watching the same plot with different people. Like, that, I am writing a paper about how much I fucking hate that. So. <laughs> right, but then that comes back to the writing rather than directing. Yeah, no, I, I think, I don't know who wrote these movies. I should probably figure that out before yeah. I start getting so angry. Um, let's see. The last Jedi. <coughs> it was... No, I need to know who wrote it. Don't be a dick. It's got a 7.5 on IMDb. That's a C. C's get degrees. It is a C. They do get degrees. I never liked that saying until I got to uh, law school. <laughs> Who was it written by? Written by Ryan Johnson and George Lucas. Bam. What? So, yep. So let's see what the other movie was. <coughs> what is it called? Force Awakens? Yes, we've said it like a hundred times. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That has an eight out of ten. Yeah, okay. With exactly the same Metascore. Um, this was written by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt, and then based on characters created by George Lucas. 
So you know what? I think that's why there's a lot less plot holes in this movie is because it was written by three different people, whereas Ryan Johnson basically wrote the entirety of The Last Jedi by himself. With the guy that created all the plot holes in the fucking prequels. Yeah. So, so there you go. All right. Settled it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it's George Lucas's fault. Uh, I, I My throat's starting to hurt. So can okay, we, let's we call can it. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to this mini sode. If you did, uh, if you want to talk to us about Star Wars, fight me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, fight us. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at blipcast at gmail.com. We're at Facebook, facebook.com slash blipcast, and on the Twitter, which I honestly haven't logged into in maybe a year. Uh, but really? we're on there. So tweet at us and make give me a reason to talk to you on that. Fight me on that. Fight me on Twitter or at Ovacord <laughs> or at Lady Lamies for the two of us. Bye. Bye. Bats, 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 What were you typing? I'm curious. I was just trying to make our mantra of the show into the Star Wars theme, and you interrupted, and I lost it. No, sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I'm amazed I got that far. What I was typing is I said Trono with a question mark, and then, dude, just Trono. And then uh, it seems haunted, so I bailed. Before that, it's still, <laughs> still nothing. Do we have any idea what Toronto is? I have no idea. He has so many like random bits of equipment that it could literally be anything. But it sounded—I don't like, know. It sounded like an NPC or something in a game that was just like concerned, <laughs> looking for a dog, which seemed completely plausible. Toronto. Toronto. Well, I feel like you'd have a little bit more urgency in your voice if you were looking for your dog. Maybe you don't really like the dog. Wow. Then why would you even, like, pretend to look for it? Uh, make people think you're not, a like, a sociopath or something? I guess. I feel like there's a lot more story going on here that we're not quite privy to. Well, I spent a while sitting in silence just listening to this weird robot <laughs> southern lady say Trono. So uh, I have a whole backstory for her. She's from uh, she's from Mississippi. Her dog's name is Toronto. There may not even actually be a Toronto, but uh, she is a serial killer, and the neighborhood is starting to suspect something. So one night she was out in the middle of the night. People saw her, and she's like, "They're like, what are you doing? Like, we know you're up to something." She's like, "I'm looking for my dog," and they're like, uh, "What's your dog's name?" And she says, uh, "Toronto, Toronto," <laughs> and then uh, that lady on, died in that house, and now uh, every night. At 7.36 p.m., you hear her uh, shallow echoes through the streets or whatever. <laughs> Good story. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure if you noticed. Did you just clap for yourself? I didn't. I set a beer down, which probably oh. resonated throughout my entire desk because it's all wood <laughs> and probably not really great for having be my recording stuff because it anyway. <coughs> Also, there's that. Um, so I'll address it when we start. Start. Uh, are you good? Yeah. Cool.
a catbox production.